Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, is supported by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code CLUBAT22. Your balls will thank you. Um, hello everyone and um, welcome to uh, Club Preview here at Club at 22, the Rangers podcast um, and we are proudly sponsored um, by Manscaped um, who offer the best in men's below the waist grooming and your balls will definitely thank you. Uh, we can't say that enough every time and it's never not funny. Um, so we are here to uh, preview the game against Livingston, do a review of um, Thursday night's um, absolutely fantastic performance and results uh, against Sparta Prague um, and... Before I uh, introduce the guests, I must say it's a bit an auspicious day because we're one week away from the anniversary that we recorded our first unaired pilot show. And five days after that, that um, my two guests tonight, or my two, the two original gangsters, uh, Scott Carney and Alistair Pearson, um, recorded the game. Uh, they, I recorded after the Ross County game the, the, the following Sunday. Um, so let's get to them. Um, first of all, you're the, the main man uh, at 22, Scott Carney. How are you? I am good, mate. Thank you very much. That's a lovely introduction, mate. Uh, yes, a disclaimer before we get started. This has been recorded on Friday night. It's going out on Saturday morning. When I say last night, I actually mean Thursday night because I definitely will say last night when we're talking about the Sparta Prague game. Uh, so apologies for that. And yes, the, the Europa League last 32, um, it's not for everyone, is it? <laughs> I liked your wee uh, picture that you'd um, started with there. That, that was good. <laughs> and yeah, um, thanks, Scott. And um, on to Alistair Pearson. How are you doing, Ali? Not too bad. It's Friday, so the, the weekend is upon us now, Scotia. So um, probably a few babies tomorrow and Saturday. That's usually what happens. Um, but I'm looking forward to talking about last night. Obviously, Carney touched on it in the last 32 now. Isn't for everyone, as Chris Boyd says. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so so on last night, um, it was or last night, Thursday night, whenever you're listening to this, it was Thursday night, <laughs> and we played Sparta Prague, and we beat them 2-0, we got the result we needed, we got the performance we needed, I think, I listened to you guys doing your the, the car pod that you've done, um, kind of agreed with a lot of what you were saying in that, and I thought it was probably our best performance of the season, in all honesty, um, for the full 90 minutes as well, there were wee spells for where, where Sparta came into it, but that's to be expected at this level. Um, so I don't really want, in fact, as well, first clean sheet in six games we had there. So that was that was really impressive. But I don't I don't want to get into the go through the game completely because I, th- I think you guys covered it fairly well on your car pod, as I say. Um, so there's a few talking points. I'll get your thoughts on the game as well. But there's a few talking points that I kind of want to pick out um, as we go through it. But the team lined up, McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Bassey, Barisic, Davis, Kamara, Kent, Aribo, Hadji and Morelos. Now, again, once again, I don't think anyone selected the right team um, from for this. Um, it's becoming, becoming a bit of a thing, I think. We've only managed to do it once each, maybe, if that. Um, but yeah, I, I know you guys said you know, it wasn't too surprising, and that was the same. It was a fairly decent team. Um, but now that you've had the chance um, of a day, really, to kind of digest the result, um, how do you feel about it, Ali? What are your thoughts? Have they changed at all? 
No, I will talk today and work about quite a few guys that come into work today. Well, Rangers men that were coming in, so we had to talk about Rangers today at work, which was unfortunate, not. <laughs> but um, no, I was um, extremely happy. I mean, I obviously met you in the pub before, Scotia, that the team came out. We were probably both surprised in terms of there was only two changes. I would say one force change because Balogun probably would have played, I would have imagined, if he was fit. Um, so really Hadji coming in, but I'd agree it's we're only discussing it today. I, I would probably say that was the best performance of the season for Rangers. I know the Motherwell game we won six one, they were down to ten men, but against uh, a European side in Sparta Prague, I mean they weren't great Sparta Prague, but they're a better level than teams we play week in, week out in the premiership. So yeah, I would say it was our best performance. And uh, actually looking back at the highlights last night, a lot of chances, Rangers. And 2-0 flattered Sparta Prague, to be honest. That could have been 3-4-0 easily. Um, Joe Arribo, to me, could have had a hat-trick. Um, should have had at least a goal. You I mean, you'd fancy Joe Arribo most time going in a goal. But overall, I, I was I was absolutely delighted. And it now takes that Leon game out the equation now and we can rest our team and focus on the league now. Yeah, no, you're right. And yeah, as you mentioned, that Rebo's chances were one of the talking points that I kind of wanted to discuss. So, Carney, get your thoughts first, and we'll maybe start with those Rebo's chances, and we can kind of discuss them in a wee bit more detail. Yeah, I think I, I think I was trying not to get too ahead of myself. To be completely honest, last night in the car pod, um, I was I'm delighted at how good it was. Like I really am. Like it was everything that I wanted to see from Rangers, and I. It's strange because I almost didn't enjoy it, if that makes sense, because I was just panicking like Rangers are going to crumble again at the back and it's going to become one of them games where we're fully in control and we're going to give it away. But that's purely based on how we've been this season. I'm the same. When I came back last night, I sat and watched the highlights before I go to bed and I, I then got the surge of the kind of adrenaline of what Rangers had achieved last night and Thursday night. And I think... Yeah, I was trying my hardest to try and keep myself not to kind of just wear arms for the rest of my life, really, to be completely honest. So it's it's everything that we needed to do and the belief seemed to be back. We kept a clean sheet and I can't emphasise how important it is, the fact that Rangers kept a clean sheet and we did it in Europe. Uh, it, it was great. It was, <clears throat> it was a European night at Ibrox and... We, we went out, we got the result that we needed and I, I can't ask for, for anything more. Um, I'm absolutely delighted about it. Um, yeah, I, I can't say any more than that, mate. Yeah, no, so on to those Aribo chances. I mean, we started the game off really well. From the kickoff, we pretty much almost went up the park and Kent nearly scored. But then in the fifth minute, Kent weaved his way through the defence, danced around it. It was um, absolutely fantastic seeing that and then... Um, passes it back to Aribo who takes the shot and just hits the crossbar and goes over away over. Um Ali, this was looking good right from the start, wasn't it? Yeah, it was unlucky Joe Aribo to be fair on that one. Checks on that left foot and you just expect him. I mean, he usually bends them into a top corner and probably tried to hit the bar and he was unlucky and I it was a good start and Ryan Kent playing where he should be out in the wing, going at players and he went at that guy and they were terrified when they went out. Most teams are terrified around Kent because when he's in full full flight, you can't stop him. And um, it was a great move by Rangers. And he was unlucky, Jody. But out of his three chances he had, that one he was he was unlucky. You have to say because he, he hit the bar. But um, no, good start. Yeah, um, I'm going to skip over the goal. We'll come back to the to the goal and discuss Morelos a bit later down. But we'll come to um, Maribo's second chance, Carney, on the 22nd minute. Tav plays Hadji in. Great wee slip ball through. Um, I had said to you at half-time I was a wee bit concerned with Tav, Hadji and, and Davis out in that right. But when I was watching the highlights back, they were actually really good at times, creating an awful lot. Um, but Hadji crosses the ball in and Aribo has to score here, doesn't he? Yes, after seeing it back as well, yes, I do think he, he has, particularly this one, he does have to score. Last night, I didn't even say it, and Ali mentioned it as we started talking about the game there, but 
Okay, Sparta arguably probably should have scored and within the last kind of five minutes or so. I'm, I know you'll come on to that, but I still think the score line does flatter. I, I completely agree with Ali there. It flatters Sparta Prague. We should arguably have been 3 0 up at half time. Um, so, yeah, this chance for me. I don't know if it's because, and this makes it ludicrous that Joe Aribo is, he was more central uh, and he's not used to having that much of the goal to aim at. Usually when he scores a goal, it's from a proper tight angle and he's got to whip it yeah. and he's got to turn it, especially with that first one. The second one, he's unlucky. Um, he's unlucky. Um, however, if it was still nothing each, nothing each at that point, I think there would have been a lot more grumbles than what there was. I think he'll get the benefit of the doubt with, with that, purely based on how the rest of the performance went for the half, but yeah, it's a it's a, a borderline setter to be honest. Yeah, um, it was, and then obviously he has another chance um, on the, in the third half, yeah, the third half, second half. Oh, <laughs> <playing ice>. <laughs> <laughs> and it wouldn't even be a third half, would it? No, it wouldn't. No, um, yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah. So again, Kent does brilliantly. And it slips a rebo through again. And once again, you're hoping he scores. But Carney, like you say, it's maybe he's playing a wee bit more centrally. Where Giovanni van Bronckhorst had him playing, he was a bit closer to Alfie at times. Can he playing as that just behind him? Um, and it, it's looking good going forward. I think we can maybe see a wee bit more of this um, from a rebo in the future. But um, yeah, that was a rebo's chance. Let's come back to the goals um, that Mare- Alfie Morella scored. So the first one came in the 14th minute. Um, where Davis and Kamara done really well to Kenny pick up the ball, win the ball back. They pass it back. Uh, Kamara passes it over to Tav. Tav slips it through once again to Haji, who just gets to it. And then there's Alfie in the middle, where he should be, um, to knock it away and get us the goal. And we're off to a perfect start. Ali, what were your thoughts on this goal? That was a great goal. Look back in the telly, it was even better to be honest. Watch it back in the telly. Tav does well. I'm, I'm sure I heard. Haji's screaming for it when Tav gets it because you can when you hear it back in the highlights you hear somebody screaming I'm just like surely that's Haji slips him <laughs> in um, Haji was running in quicksand at that point to try and get the ball and because uh, we know he's not he's, we know he's not the, not the quickest Haji and I think a lot of us say we should play him more central but um, fair play Haji gets the ball slips Morelos and fair play Morelos I mean he, he lash, or kind of passes it into the bottom corner and it was a great finish by Alfie and he does the trademark sliding on the knees with the, the celebration and a wee kind of shush to the fans as if to say I'm still the main man here I'll score goals and that's what I like for Alfie I like when he kind of gives it back and um, I was delighted for the wee man and I, I looked up at Carney and we we done the Morelos celebration which is uh, which we love to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah indeed yeah Carney how did you feel about that goal yeah, I literally can't sit down until everybody else is sat down and we do that when they lost goals for whatever reason. It's something that it started. <laughs> so I've got to wait. So uh, it's, it's Alfredo Morelos in Europe. This is what he does. This is what he's all about. This is the player that we know he is. I mean, it's probably quite an underrated finish the way he's done it. It's a... It's an Alfredo Morelos goal, if you know what I mean by that, because you're maybe not expecting him just to kind of hit that first time. Just the way it comes across, the keeper is out of position. Uh, I don't want to give the keeper kind of benefit of the doubt, but he, he makes a bit of a ludicrous decision. That keeper, and it's one of the defenders especially, did not have a great night. But the, the, just the way it falls to him, and he just calmly strokes into the bottom of the net as if it's absolutely nothing, and yeah, he slides off and does his wee, his wee celebration. But I, I just hope that Morelos now finds his form, and Morelos not finds his form. Maybe we are going to look back in a couple of weeks and just think Gerard was playing him in the wrong place. Gerard was asking him to do the wrong thing. Um, when he's in around the box, he's dangerous, and he scores more times than he doesn't. So, no, I am. I was delighted to see Alfredo score, and it just set us on our way. I was that excited I didn't check the time uh, of the goal. As you'll be able to tell from last night, or Thursday night, when we done the car pod, I had no idea what time he scored that. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's because we were playing so well and started well that you just get caught up in the emotion because the, cr- the crowd was absolutely mm. fantastic last night and the, the display um, from the Union Bears once again um, was really good so plaudits to them um, but then we start the second half really well again Kent should probably 
again, has a really good chance and it's one of these ones that could go in, but it just goes wide. And then on the 49th minute, Christmas comes a month early and Panic does, I don't know what he was doing, it was um, it was um, Rangers-esque defending that we've seen this season, so that, that kind of thing. And Alfie connects with his head and yeah, we're in dreamland. We've got the 2-0, Alistair, and um, yeah, we're looking, looking rosy at this point. Yeah, to be fair, Sparta were a wee bit of well, no, no, they were a bomb scout at the back, and there was moments before it they were flying about with it, and I thought we can get a bit of joy if we just do a, a press on them. And uh, I like what that guy's doing. I mean, I was I, at first I thought because Aribo was in his way, I thought maybe he didn't see Morelos because Aribo's in his vision, but Morelos with that big arse, and I, and I looked back and went, no, I definitely could see Morelos, and why he's trying to play a ball across his box is beyond me, and. It's right on the Alfie's head, and Alfie could not miss that. And I, it's like you say, it was an early Christmas present. It was, it was like watching Rangers from the last God knows how many weeks we've been throwing goals in as well. But you get to that point, and you think, "Oh Christ, we, we, we are now two 0 up. We're in the driving seat. This is the scoreline we need to go through." And can this Rangers team basically see it out? And um, obviously, it'll come on to what happened, but. Yeah, at that point, I was absolutely delighted. And again, it was Alfie. Yeah, but, um, to be honest, it must have been something about that part of the pitch, because if you remember in the first half, um, Tavernier hit a ball, almost a shot back to McGregor. And um, uh, that gave me the fear when that happened. Yeah, I think I've seen a stat that the, um, Euro, uh, the UEFA Europa League posted last night, that that's Alfie now joint fifth goal scorer um, with 29 goals in Europe. But... I actually think he's in 31, so he's up a wee bit because he scored four goals with um, HJK Helsinki in the kind of qualifying rounds, which they count towards that. So he's he's closing in in that top spot. Hopefully he stays around a wee bit longer for that to happen. Yeah, so another couple of talking points I want to say, and I, you guys then mentioned in the car pod last night that I'd said in the first couple of minutes, I thought Bassey was a wee bit out of position at times. I think he was getting caught up in his left-back role. and I love Bassey. I thought he was absolutely fantastic last night. I think Goldson had a wee word in his ear and talked him through the game. And I think I'd need to praise Goldson as well. We were potentially a wee bit harsh on him um, immediately after the, the game on Sunday, but that's to be expected. We'd had a, f- a few beers. Um, you're angry after the game and, and, and that kind of comes out. But Goldson and Bassey were really good. But one of the reasons I love Bassey, it reminds me of a wee child playing football that just chases the ball about at times and this enthusiasm that it has. But how good was Bassey last night, uh, Carney? Oh, tremendous, mate. Honestly, like me and my dad obviously sitting having a conversation through the game and I'm like, he's, he's like a man possessed. Like he was he was doing everything right. I mean, he was <clears throat> he was the backup to um to Barisic, he was the backup to Golden, he was the backup to the 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 holding midfielders. He was just he was stepping into positions. He was taking the ball out at times. He was trying to play long balls. I think that's something he'll obviously develop. And his long passing will probably get better. But he was trying to do it, and they weren't really coming off for him. But I can't criticise anything of of Calvin Bassett last night. Um, he really stepped up to the plate, and he's really took his opportunity there. Obviously, people are now talking about the kind of centre half situation. Um, Bassi will he'll perform for us. Um, I think he is still very much learning. He's still very very much in development stages. However, when he puts in for performances like that, at pretty much the, the highest level that we'll play at this season um, in terms of the Europa League, then, yeah, I mean, I can't really ask anything in more for him. On Conor Goldson, I thought Conor Goldson was good last night. I didn't think he was... Great. Um, I think a few things he tried didn't quite come off, and he had a few moments where it was like, oh, like gives you them kind of heart in the mouth moments. Well, maybe only two that I can think of. <laughs> James Tavernier's past and <laughs> McGregor. Just could you mention? I don't know what he's doing there. Um, but was that were we too harsh on Golden? I'm not sure. Uh, I still think it was the comments were were pretty out of order. But I am more than happy to forgive and forget if it's going to mean me putting performances like that yeah I mean Alistair on the on the Goldson thing I think it was just before or maybe just after um, Tav had done whatever he was doing um, where Bassey was over at the right side of the defence and he 
made a really good challenge in the boy and then he got fouled and we got the free kick and it was at that point you seen Goldson again go up to him and like have a word in his ear and I just thought yeah Bassey was absolutely tremendous last night but the, the centre half pairing particularly in the first half I thought worked really get well together Yeah I thought well Bassey well here in the aftermatch but Bassey was my man in the match last night for a guy that I mean that's not his position left back's his position and I, I thought he was really good I, on it, I did think Goldson was really good last night as well. I thought Goldson guided Bassey through that end game with him. And um, I don't think we were harsh on Goldson on Sunday. I, I, we weren't harsh. We weren't having a go at him in terms of his performance. We were having a go at him in terms of what he said. Yeah, you can agree with what he said, but it should be kept in house. That that's what we said. But last night, I thought Goldson was really good. And a lot of time, I noticed a lot of time with Goldson, instead of him kind of fanning about with it, if you want him to come out with the ball, he was just putting it, get it to buggery. And I, I like, as if he'd been told, don't fuck about with it, just get it. If you're in danger with it, get out. And he did that quite a few times, and that, that's what you want for your centre-halves. And um, yeah, I thought the two of them were really good. It'll be interesting, also coming to Livingston, Jack Simpson's available. He's a natural left-sided centre-half. Will he play? The plastic pitch comes into account as well at Livingston. So it'll be interesting to see, does he go with the same back four or does he put Simpson in there beside um, Goldson? Because, like I say, he's a natural left-sided centre-half. Um, but Bassey, for me, Bassey's not let us down at all this season, Bassey. He's been a shining light, like Nathan Patterson. And, I mean, he's a left-back to me, Bassey. I mean, see, if Bonabaz goes in January for some reason, he's one of the guys that goes... For me, Bassey would slot in left back, and I'd, I'd have no no qualms at all. Um, he's uh, he's growing into that range of shirt, Bassey, and I think he's a bit of a fan's favourite now, Bassey. Similar to what you said, Scotia, just the way he plays with enthusiasm, and yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm quite excited with um, the future of Bassey. Yeah, um, yeah, me too. And talking about young fullbacks, um, and you, you touched on him there, um, Ali, um, uh, Nathan Patterson came on and was playing wide right midfield, really. And it was the first time, I think he played for about 15 minutes with that Tav. When we were, it was either Lincoln Red Imps or St. Joe's. can't remember which team it was. I can just remember the pitch when we were out in Gibraltar. It was a period they played for there. But he came on there. And this leads into something that Gio mentioned in his press conference. Are we going to see this going forward, Carney? Well, if I go, we'll talk about the comment that Gio made in the press conference on um, Friday afternoon. It was like he'd almost said, well, I decided to bring two full backs on just to kind of shoot up the game and to offer that extra protection on the, the, the kind of their left-hand side or the right. But I did say to use at half-time, there was a few times they were kind of playing a cross-ball spot and for whatever reason, there must have been the way we were defending, whether we were really trying to stay quite tight together as in the back line. There was two men out on that left-hand side every time and Tav was having to do a lot of work to get out to the to the winger and then the, their full-back was overlapping. Um, look, I was probably a wee bit harsh last night on Patterson in terms of the post-match. I think now that I've, I've watched the game back, he... He was he was good. He was he, he did his job. He did exactly what he was put on the pitch to do. He, he was unlucky not to break forward a, a couple of times. Uh, but what we see going forward, it's it's a it's a tough one. Um, everybody wants to see Nathan Patterson get more game time because I don't think anybody wants to wants him to get sick of just sitting waiting. Uh, but you go, is a new manager going to drop the the, the captain of the club? I, I really I really don't know. And is rotation enough for Patterson? Again, I, I don't really know. So anyway, they they can get it to work. I'm generally all for it. <clears throat> for what he done last night, Gio, when he put them both on, it worked. It kind of eliminated their threat down that side. Patterson did really well defending, uh, and I say unlucky going forward. So I think that's one to, to keep a close eye on. Uh, but I, I, as I said, anything to get Patterson more game time in the team, I, I, I'm all for it. Yeah, no, Ali, it's, it's, it's looking bright in the, those two kind of full-back positions with both Bassey and Patterson. And um, as Carney touched upon it, was it at times Sparta were playing with like a front six and they were just overloading us. So, so that was the point I said to Carney at halftime. I'm a wee bit worried about that. So Gio did reference that it was a wee tactical change. 
that he'd, he'd made to kind of offer us that bit more protection. Um, in terms of the match, I just want to finish up with the player that's probably won us the title. Alfie has, but and all the team has, but Alan McGregor once again delivers. I think we all, I know you used to and Ryan on the, the, the club deck corner midweek had opted for McLaughlin. I oh, spoke I to Ali in the pub. I think Ryan went with McGregor. Ryan, I'm sure it was me. Ryan went with McGregor. It was definitely. I definitely went McLaughlin. Yeah. Well, I met up with Ali in the pub before the game on Thursday night there, and again I was like, yeah, I'd play McLaughlin as well. But Ali, McGregor does what McGregor does, and yeah, what can you say about the man? Well, fair to McGregor, he was on the presser and he was asked about the Goldson comment, and he said it didn't happen. So. McGregor's performance obviously didn't happen against Hibs either, so that's why he started. But yeah, I mean, he's, it's not as if he's not been great, McGregor, this year. I think the, 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 the four in front of him haven't helped at times. But yeah, I would, and I said to the guys that sit around me last night, I still would have started McLaughlin. But this is, this is what Alan McGregor is. This is what he's made his career on, big saves. I mean, how many times last season did he come out with Big saves. You could go back to the Lee Griffiths one and the one away out in Europe as well, where he somehow got his hand to it as well. This is up there again. And I said to Carney in the pod last night, he's, I know Alfie scored the two goals, but he's got us into the last 32 without having to go at Lee when to get something with those two saves. And it's got no right to do the saves. I mean, the, the first one, good reactions, but the second one, to, just to get his foot up there and Again, it's pinball, and the way it came back, you've got to give Tav a bit of credit as well. He actually gets a nick on it just at the back post, which takes away from that boy, but that's what Alan McGregor's about. That's what he's made his career on, big saves. And um, I can't say enough about Alan McGregor. I just, think, I just think we should put him in the press every week because the press don't know how to deal with him, and they don't <laughs> answer him back. And if you tell them the, the grass was blue, the, the, the press, they, would, they, would, they just... They, I think the press are shit scared Alan McGregor because he just... <laughs> Just says what he wants, and the, the comment against about the Goldson. Alan Egger knows exactly what Connor Goldson said. Don't let's not kid, kid ourselves here. But the press were that shit scared to ask him and say, "Oh, come on, Alan, you here." The way he went, it didn't happen, and none of them answered him back. I just thought outstanding for Alan McGregor. He's absolutely brilliant impressors. And um, but no, last night that was vintage Alan McGregor. Not much to do in the game, and the save in the first half as well, Scorsio. Was a good save as well. I just yeah, like to save again. That. And um, three massive saves in the game. And he once again he delivered for Rangers. And uh, I hats off the big shagger last night. Uh, well, yeah, Carney, I was going to ask you about that save that Ali's just mentioned, but since he has, um, <laughs> going off, I can. But he, he saves his best for um, teams from Prague, really, because it was that fingertip save against Slavia um, last season. Um, yeah, anything more to add in, in big shagger? No, nothing, mate. I mean, pie on my face in terms of I'd, I'd put McLaughlin in, mate. And I, I think it was just out of pure frustration. You want to try to put blame onto someone, and yeah, I, the, pre, the just everything that Ali says, I can agree with the pre, the way he is with the press is superb. Uh, I, 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 I know fine well that you know what Connor Goldson said. I don't think that's there's any doubt. But the way he plays it down is just it's it's brilliant. It's what you want from Alan McGregor. Um, what I will say about him even saying that is we'd obviously all said Geod even said that it's a kind of clean slate for everyone. I hope um now everybody's the team have had a conversation amongst themselves and everything now has been wiped clean. Um, everybody's got a clean slate emotionally as well as performance wise or form wise, and <clears throat> we just start again. And I think there was glimpses of it last night, that uh, Thursday night, that there was much more togetherness about the squad. They looked like a team last night, which, yes, more of that. But, yeah, sorry, 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 Alan. I know you watch these these podcasts. And, <laughs> sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah, so that, that'll do is talking about the, the the game on Thursday evening there. That's us into the last 32. Um, we've got some big hitters. We can, we'll touch on the big hitters later down the road when they've all been confirmed. But if you've got the likes of Dortmund and um, Zenit St. Petersburg at the minute, there are two that we definitely could face. Um, but we'll get on to them, you know, after we've kind of played the Leon game, because by that point we will know. Um, so before we come on to kind of previewing the Livingston game, I think we should just quickly um, 
announced, well, not announced, but the Rangers announced that. Um, no, we Ross announced. Has, no, we, we announced. We it. announced. Yeah, <laughs> they, we did. Yes, exclusive. <laughs> yeah, Dave Voss was confirmed today um, as the assistant manager. Um, he comes to us from the Ajax under 18s team where he was the, the manager. Um, now, I'll read the presser. Um, what, there's a good wee comment here from what Ross Wilson had to say. Is, um, Dave is a young but experienced coach who has a top reputation, respected throughout Europe for his work at Ajax across the last decade. This is the next step in his pr- impressive career and we are delighted to welcome him to Rangers. Now, Carney, see when we done the Geopod well, almost a week ago now, you asked me the question, what about Geo's connections to Ajax? And here we go. What do you think of this appointment? It's inside track knowledge, mate, isn't it? Like, of course, <laughs> I knew this. No, I didn't. I had no clue. <laughs> it, it was just, obviously, Geo's going to be a well-respected coach now in Holland. Do you know what I mean? Based on what he's done. So he's going to have connections at every single club. It's the way it happens. It's the way that football works. I'm delighted about this appointment. I have not seen one bad or negative thing said about this. This boy's been at the the Ajax youth team while players like De Ligt and that were coming through. So he's worked with some quality players. And uh, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm literally all for it. He, he's, his reviews are very, very good. Gio went after his man and he's he's got his man. He, he says he's been speaking to him. <clears throat> Maybe over the kind of the last kind of couple of years about the next job that he gets, possibly being his assistant manager. That's what I kind of took from it anyway. And yeah, he's decided to leave. I mean, he's decided to leave Ajax. I mean, that I know it's the B team and whatever else, and it's under 18s football, but still, there's going to be a progression for him within the Ajax ranks that he could have possibly moved up and done something there. So for him to come to Rangers, I think it's a wee bit of a we have a coup for Rangers, uh, so yes, I am really looking forward to seeing what he can what he can do uh, as the the number two to Gio. Yeah, Ali, as I say, it was ten years there, and obviously Carney mentioned De Ligt there, but you've got players like De Jong at Barcelona now that he's he's brought through that youth system, and it's it's you can get this sense that this is what Rangers are trying to do. It's been talked about for as long as I can remember in football in Scotland that we should adopt a model similar to. The Dutch model, and it looks like we're doing that now. How how are you feeling about this appointment? Yeah, I think it's a great appointment. I think it's again kind of forward thinking by Rangers, and about forward thinking when they brought Gerard and Beal and everyone in as well. And a lot of people said um, rookie manager and all this, but to me they were they were thinking outside the box, forward thinking. And again, this is similar. Ten years at Ajax, like Carney says, rhyming a couple of names off there. But I mean that that that's their model, Ajax bring the youth through, get them into the first team, sell them and and go again. And um, that, that that's the model we need to adapt and adopt because there's no money in Scottish football unless you get to Europe and you, you get money. So the player trade model, which Ross Wilson's alluded to, that's how what we, we need to do. I know we've not sold a blue chip player, if you want to say yet. We will do. We will have to, as, we, as um, Wilson said. And he's just another... Yeah, I think it's a great appointment because the way the way we need to run as a football club, he slots in nicely, and um, he's came for a fantastic football club. And yeah, I'll look, probably a lot of the youth players at Rangers are probably looking at that, going, "Oh, this is this, this is this is good." And they'll look at Parson. It's a route through to the first team, and um, yeah, I'm quite I'm really excited and for the future of Rangers and, and going forward. Scotia, what I will say as well is I did mention with Gerard and the fact that he had access to the Liverpool youth system and it didn't quite work at, with the players that he brought in. This guy is coming from the Ajax youth system, system and he's been there 10 years. I am quite confident if we are going to take a, a boy from or a, a youth or a prospect from the Ajax youth academy that he's going to be a pretty decent player. So it's exciting times. Yeah, yeah it is indeed, yes. Um, and talking the youth team just quickly... Um, mention the, the, the Rangers B team result against them, that Bulgarian side where they won 4-2 um, there are other podcasts, Rangers podcasts that you can listen to that will go into an awful lot more depth than we do because we don't really watch them regularly enough to give you any opinion in that um, but nothing else news wise that you guys want to discuss conscious of time we discussed that game last night a wee bit too long maybe no, that's nope. fine mate yeah, um, we'll just get straight into the the press conference um, that was um, today, where it was um, obviously Giovanni van Bronckhorst and um, James Tavernier. So on Gio, 
asked about the injury update. Not, no concerns from yesterday, but it still looks like Ruth and Balogun um, are going to be out for a wee while. Um, Ruth will be back before Balogun. Um, he was quite stoom about it. You know, I think we'll get used to Stephen Gerrard maybe divulging more information, but maybe just because he's through the door at the moment. Um, he was also asked about Dave Voss. Um, would it be a good? And he was like, it was a good fit for him, as Carney said that he did spoke to him, and yeah, it looked like he was he was his man from the start. So glad that he got him. He was asked about the adaptation that he's made this week, and he's been very pleased with how um, the players have um, picked up what he was instructing instructing to do. Um, talked about an awful lot of questions were around about how he's going to set up in terms of the width, you know, saying like, yeah, that's potentially what he'll do. He did say wingers with pace, and I was like, had you out in the wing with pace, <laughs> really? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, never mind. Um, talked about Patterson, but we, we've covered that. There was um, something about hunger get mentioned, which we'll go on to Tav's press conference, and we'll talk about that a wee bit more, I think. And then he was also asked about how his week's been as well. And he said um, it's been fairly hectic, and he's looking forward to a couple of camera weeks ahead. Um, Geo, it's Rangers. There's not going to be a cam week ahead for a long, long time. So, um, yeah, did um, you manage to, to hear from Geo in the press conference, Carney? And um, what did you think? Yeah, I, I watched it when I got in today. Um, I watched it when I got put up on YouTube. I sat and watched it. And, yeah... It's, press conferences are just one of the things you're, you're always looking for a wee a wee snippet into something to kind of take away and some of the questions um, it's just they ask questions about the, the way they were, the way they set the way he's going to set up or what he's planning to set up. Do you th- like? Do you think he's going to sit there and tell you exactly how he's going to set up? I mean, it's like like it's just one of them questions where you're like just don't ask it do you know what i mean because you're going to get a a very generic answer back to him you played with both last night he said i just stood up and went yes we did yes yes we did well done you were watching the game of football so but in, in terms of that i think geo's going to need you used to as you said mate this is constant you, you do a press conference every two minutes when you're rangers and i did i don't know if anybody's made him aware that he's about to come into december and we've got about 45 games in 12 days so he's like i don't think he's he's not going it's not going to calm down any uh but i think what what he's probably hoping for is just to get a full week under his belt where it's a full training full training sessions full prep for games and um, to give him as much chance as possible but uh, yeah and i think obviously we've spoken about the, the sparta game it's good having this leon game now i would kind of expect a an almost friendly like kind of game, maybe, possibly, I don't know, maybe they're going to try and go for the win and try and get the money, uh, obviously, that would come with the win, however, I think he might use, he might tinker a wee bit when it comes up to Leon game, but I think he handles the press very well, I think he speaks, he speaks well, um, I like, like, he's, he's, he's drive, you can kind of see the drive in him, Um I think he wants us to be a success as much as we do. Uh, and I, I just can't wait to just see what else he's going to do now. Sunday's almost too far away um, for the game to be. I want the game to have been straight after the game on Thursday night. I, like, just I want to see more. I just want to see more because I want to see where this is going to go. But no, I mean, it's as you would expect from Gio in the press conference. Uh, yeah, in the terms when you're talking about the... The injuries, but Gerard, at least he didn't say seven to ten days because I'm fucking sick of hearing <laughs> seven to ten days. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ali, I know you said that you managed to catch some of it in the in the car on your way back from work, but what did you make of um, Gio's press conference today? Yeah, I th- thought it was good. I thought he's quite stern. He comes across quite stern, I think, when Broncos. I don't think he's going to. Suffer feels gladly, to be honest. Um, if you know up to it, he'll, he'll tell you. And um, yeah, I thought he came across really well. He's And like you say, I mean, he's coming in here extremely difficult fixture list. Uh, and we say he wants a, a week under his belt to to try and drill this Rangers team. <laughs> That's the week before Christmas. That's the only week, full week he has because we play away at Hibs. I mean, I'm talking about midweek games, away at Hibs next Wednesday, then we're away the following week, we're away at Leon. the following week we're at home, I think, to St Johnston at Ibrooks, and then we'll literally run up to Christmas, the Boxing Day game at Ibrooks. Um, that's his first full week of training with the team. So, guys, it's, 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 it's coming thick and fast for him, and I mean, as fans, we like that, because it's a game every three, four days, And but for him, it'll be, it'll be difficult to try and 
implement what he really wants to do. That'll be January and maybe they go away for a week or so and he can really drill them then. But no, I came across really well from Bronckhurst and um, I, I'm, just, I'm just like a, like Carney. I want the game to come now and we need to wait to Sunday and the 12 o'clock kickoff, which probably isn't too bad because get out of your bed and it'll be on. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm just buzzing for it now. Yeah, what to go so quickly? Just I'll def- kind of defend my, myself. I wasn't criticising every question in that in that press conference. I do like when they ask questions like, "Oh, you brought parts and on what was the thinking behind it, all that." And it's just some of the generic ones about like you played with width. Oh yeah, I did play with. Do you know what I mean? It's just them <laughs> kind of ones that get to me. I'm like, well, I, I just I like the I like the when it's like thought through questions are really good. Um, but yeah, some of them you're just like. That's not, there's not really much in that, but I don't think you'll get much out of Gio in a press conference, to be honest. I think he'll, he'll just kind of yeah. say it as it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So the Tav was up as the player. Um, they came out, and again, player ones getting asked an awful lot of generic questions, and they're always usually the same. But there was two two points in this one that I wanted to pick up, and one of them was mentioned in the in the Geo press conference. Hunger is becoming a word that the press are now throwing um, at us in press conferences all the time at the moment. And Tav got asked that same thing again, and um, Tav came out very strongly and said that you no, know, we've always got hunger. I was really impressed with the way. Tav came out and said, no, they're all here to play for Rangers. This is Rangers Football Club. Similar maybe to how we were reacting on the on the post-match on Sunday. And I think he did allude to that maybe he just got caught. Goldson had got caught when he was as angry as us, probably. Um, but it was really good to hear that um, from, from Tav. Um, what did you make of that, Carney? He, he spoke like a Rangers captain, mate. He, he was very impressive at answering that question. I think he almost jumped to the defensive goals in a wee bit, which a captain should probably do in that situation. I think he's defending Connor and saying Connor's just had a bit of a, a bit of a nightmare there. He's had a bit of a rush of blood to head. He's probably pretty angry with the way the performance was. Uh, so I, I did really like the way he, he kind of jumped to his defence, but I do like we're always hungry. This is why these players are playing for Glasgow Rangers because we go out and we win every game. So yeah, I was very impressed with Tav's response to that. Yeah, no, it was good. And um, Ali, there was another point that I picked up on that he was calling Giovanni Van Bronckhorst the boss. I know he slipped <laughs> at one point and said Gaffer, and then went back to boss. I don't. Have you <laughs> seen Tav's press conference at all? No, I caught bits of it in the car. I don't. Listen to the fool one to be honest, but right. Well, it was very. I won't get your give you ask for your thoughts then if you've not watched it. But I was very um, surprised that he said, "Boss." I don't know if that's something that Geo's wanting to be called, or is that something maybe that the players are using? It's, it's a difficult. One. I don't want to dissect it too much, but I thought it was interesting. I think so, I, um, I mean, he's probably he's probably just slipped out the wrong word to be honest. Gio wants to be called boss, he can be called boss. <laughs> he wants boss yes, gaffer. Yes, doesn't does really doesn't doesn't really matter to be honest if you call boss gaffer or whatever. Um as long as they don't call him Geo, because in the middle when they were calling Grey Murty Murts and all that nonsense, something like that. So um I I think it's probably a wrong choice of word for Tav, to be honest. I'd be very surprised. I just I think they'll call him gaffer boss. To me it's the same thing, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but it looked like it was a concerted effort by Tav to actually call him boss. So we'll we'll see how that goes in the, the weeks and months ahead. <laughs> um, so that'll do with the press conference stuff. We'll get on to the, the, the actual game against Livingston, which, as Ali had mentioned, is at 12pm on Sunday afternoon. Uh, I'm going to call it Almondville. I think I'll always call it Almondville. I know some people call it Spaghetti Hat. Spaghetti Hat. Spaghetti Hat. <laughs> yeah, so we've become to live there. Um, Sitting tenth in the table at the moment, um, but I think their recent form perhaps belies like the, the position that they're in. I mean, they've through recent Mirren previously, they got that magnificent 0-0 draw away, away against Celtic. They drew with Dundee United. They beat Ross County three two away, and they beat St Johnston three 0 away. So their form recently is fairly decent, very good actually. Um, but we've obviously played them twice this season, winning 3-0 in the first game of the season and 2-0 in the, the quarter-final of the League Cup. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to this one. Uh, Carney, what are your thoughts? 
Uh, I'm looking forward to the game. I'm not looking forward to the patch, but I mean, we have to go through this every time we go to the spaghetti had. Um, they have. They've been quite impressive. Livingston, he's he's kind of stopped them conceding goals, really. They're obviously going to be quite a difficult team. I do not expect them to try and attack Rangers in any way, shape or form for at least 80 minutes. Um, I wouldn't imagine he's going to try anything less. Obviously, there was there's reports from the... Um, the game against Celtic that they literally played a back nine, <laughs> which you're like, my God. So you maybe got that to look forward to. However, but look, he, Martindale does what he does when what's best for the team and for the level that he's at. And I cannot criticise what he's done um, for them. He, he really has. He's done an incredible job. It's going to, I think it'll be a tough game, to be honest. Uh, usually is there. We very rarely go there and give them a, a serious doing. So it's going to be a, a, a quite a tight game. The pitch, obviously, is a, just one of them things that we have, we have to deal with, unfortunately. But, yeah, I, I want to see the team again. I want to see Rangers playing again. Uh, I want to see what team he, what starting a living he goes with, what formation he goes with, everything about that. So I, in that sense, I am very excited about this game. Yep. Um, okay, um, Ali, give us your thoughts and give us your team as well, and then we'll come back to Carney for his team. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a difficult game. It's always a difficult game at Livingston. They're, they're well organised, Livingston. They're used to the plastic pitch. They went to the greatest team in the world, uh, Parkhead, and, and got a nil-nil draw. And from all accounts, basically parked as many buses as possible. Celtic barred them, but they just couldn't break them down. And Obviously missed that penalty as well. So um, it's up to us to break them down. And it always is. Uh, Martindale will have them well organised. And um, But no, I'm confident with Van Bronckhurst now. I think he's got a few different ideas. And he, he's alluded in his press on in terms of he'll change the formation throughout a game. Just sm small, small things. And he'll see that against Livingston and... I think we'll see it when we watch the game on on uh, on Sunday. Small changes that he'll be making, but um, we should be beating Livingston. Yeah, we're beating them twice. I know we're going to their ground on a plastic park and all that, but I'm confident we'll beat Livingston. And um, yeah, but we also come on in my score prediction. But yeah, team, Oof, difficult, difficult. Um, I'm going to go Shagger and goal. Back line, this is difficult. The back line, I'm going to go with Tav Goldson. I think Jack Simpson might come in just because he's a natural centre half. I know, Karen, your face went a bit weird there. Um, and Bassey at left back. My midfield three is going to be Kamara. I think Lundstrom might start. And Joe Aribo, and my front three is going to be Ryan Kent, Morelos, and Hadji. Okay. I was thinking Sakala, I was thinking Sakala, but I, I don't know with the plastic pitching at, and will it be dry and sticky, and will it be great for him? I don't know. And I score prediction, I'm going to go 2 0 Rangers again, Morelos to score the first goal. Okay. And Carney, give us yours. So I'm going with the same back five as Thursday night. Uh, and then I'll go, this is hopeful more than Ryan Jack, Kamara, the plastic pitch. Aribo, Kent, Morelos, and Sakala. And I'll go 3 hmm. 0 Rangers and Sakala, first goal scorer. Sorry, Carney. Do you think he's going to risk Ryan Jack in that plastic? No, yeah, no, probably not. Is that you mate, just... Yes, I said hope more than anything, mate. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get the team right anyway, so I might as well. Put Ryan I, I, honestly, Jack in, I honestly think, Carney, if it was any other game, any other park, obviously Livingston only plastic part in the Premiership. I think he probably would have played, but I think you look at that plastic part and go, no, I'm not risking that. <laughs> My thoughts exactly. That's why I've not got Jack in my team. My team is, um, I'm thinking McLaughlin as well, maybe might come in. I know McGregor had an absolutely brilliant game, but I've just got the back of my mind on the plastic pitch. It might be better for McLaughlin to play. Same back four as um, Thursday evening. Kamara and Lundstrom. And then, yeah, same as you up top, Carney, Sakala, Aribo, Kent and Morelos. Although, Pearson, what you do say about 
depending on how the pitch is. If it's a wee bit slick, then play Sakala. If it's a bit drier, I'd be more tempted to be Hadji if it's going to hold up a bit more. Because that's something that I, uh, yeah. I to have get asked in this press conference. Yeah, and, and, and looking at the weather for the weekend, it's, it's to be, as it is at the moment, cold and dry. So I, I don't think Livingston will water that pitch. I, I think if they water the pitch, they, they give us a slight advantage in terms of our quicker players. I think they'll have that as dry as possible for players that rank in, so they can't move a ball quick. So that was my theory behind why I'd play Hadji. And he played, he's played at Livingston quite a lot of the time, Hadji. If you've noticed, even with Gerard, he's played that in that park a lot. So... That that was just my my sort of theory behind it. Yeah, well, we won't. We, none of us will be right. Um, we always get it no, wrong. We won't. So, <laughs> don't listen to <laughs> us. Brandon Barton will appear or something. <laughs> no, he won't. No, he will not. <laughs> yeah, no. My my score as well. Um, I'm going three 0 the same as you, Carney. Um, we are able to score first. Um, yeah. So that will do us. Um, and um, we'll obviously speak to you after the game. Um, on. Sunday. Um, I know Ryan's going along to it. They're used to just sitting in the house watching it. Yeah, just watching it in the house, mate. Right, so we'll yeah, probably all catch up on Sunday. Bit, yeah, imagine I'll be hungover, to be honest, after a few beers on Saturday. So it's an early kickoff away we through the album deal. So, Scotia, uh, if, that's, Scotia, if he's not asked you to go out on Saturday, that was him asking you to go out on Saturday. <laughs> I kind of gathered that, yeah. Scotia is a, a cheap date, can't they? <laughs> <laughs> yes, so that'll do is um yeah, thank you um all for listening. Um we would love you to um, to like, share, subscribe um this video on YouTube and you can get us in your usual places like uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, etc. Carney, I don't know if you want to say a wee bit about the what we've what we've done recently. Yes, mate. Um, so you can now join the channel and become a Club at 22 supporter for only 99p. Um, thank you again for everyone um, that has done so, so far. It seems to be going up kind of every day just now, which is brilliant. We are very, very close to announcing a live show. Um, just need to confirm a date, really. Um, and if you do become a Club at 22 supporter, you will get... Um, access first to them tickets uh, it will be a very limited crowd because we're doing it in quite a small venue uh, purely based on the beer named after the viceroy you've obviously heard me saying that before um if subscription's not for you you can um donate to the podcast if you would like um and you can buy us a coffee there'll be a link for that below this podcast you don't have to if you don't want to nothing's going to change but if you would it would support us podcast and help us get to the next level so thank you very much everybody yeah Cheers, everyone. Um, boys, thanks for your time this evening. And hopefully we, we, when we come back and speak to you, we'll have secured another victory and clean sheet. Cheers for now. Thanks. <laughs>